The words you use, the way you frame your past, the way you think about your future, all of these things have a huge impact on your well-being. They affect whether you recover from setbacks, whether you bounce back from a surgery, whether you put forth the effort to make sure you will always have the highest quality of life possible. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Peek, and I am a movement and mindset strategist with a passion for running, triathlon, and all things fitness. What that means is that I am committed to helping you move more and feel better. In last week's episode, I pulled together a bunch of clips celebrating the National Senior Games, and I'm still really on a high after watching the coverage of the Senior Games over the past week. Have you seen the coverage of the 103-year-old woman? Her name is Julia Hawkins. She goes by the nickname Hurricane, Julia Hurricane Hawkins. She is now the oldest woman to compete on an American track, and she ran the 100-meter dash with a time of 47.07 seconds. I want to be Julia when I grow up. Seriously, can you imagine running at 103 years old? So amazing. There are so many exciting stories of men and women over 50 competing in the games that have um, taken place over the last week. And if you haven't seen any of the coverage, I encourage you to visit some of the links that I am going to share in the show notes. There are such incredible stories of people of all ages getting out there, having fun, and participating in the games. The senior games were started as a means of encouraging adults over 50 to move more and to continue to be active as they age. And what I'm especially loving about the coverage of this event is that the participants are all crushing stereotypes and rewriting what it means to get older. When I was straight out of college, I thought people my parents' age were ancient. And now that I'm in my 50s, I don't see it that way at all. I feel young and I might not move the same as I did 10 years ago, but I am not letting somebody else's idea of what it means to be 50 define how I live my life. And I hope that as we go through this episode, that you come to the same conclusion that we are surrounded by stereotypes and those stereotypes seep into how we think beginning at a young age and it really affects our perception of what it means to get older. No matter what age you are, I want you to think about what preconceived notions you have about how people age. What does it mean to be 40? What does society say we cannot do, that we shouldn't do, once we turn 50? What so-called wisdom do we buy into just because someone says a 60 or a 70-year-old is supposed to look or act a certain way? The way we think about aging is influenced in a big, big way by the images we see in the media. And without examples of active, vibrant, intelligent, older adults, it is logical that we are going to buy into the stereotype 
of the sedentary, confused, graying, older adult who is content to sit in a rocking chair and talk about the good old days, or the older person who is so confused by technology that they have to have their grandchild or their child help them. And I understand that that's a fun little joke, right? Technology has changed so much. But think, just think about the ways that we let the way people talk about old people, how the older persons are shown in cartoons or in movies. It's rare that we see somebody who is active and intelligent and living a great life. And I will say that I think that there are some newer shows like the Gracie and Frankie or Frankie Frankie and Grace. I can't remember what way it goes. Anyway, it's a great show that's on Netflix and it shows older adults as really living, active, amazing lives. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live the second half of my life as somebody who is watching life pass them by. I see myself having lots of adventures, whether that's traveling around the world, wherever my kids end up traveling around the world to see my kids, or having vacations with friends and family that center around swimming and hiking and exploring new places. I don't want to be that person that is just sitting around missing out on things. There is a man by the name of Mark Middleton, who has a whole business around the concept of breaking the stereotypes about growing older. He has a book called Growing Bolder, Defy the Cult of Youth, Live with Passion and Purpose. And I have just begun watching his videos and reading his book. He has a whole series of videos where he interviews active agers and he shows them doing phenomenal things. There's a video that I watched, it's been a couple years ago actually, when I first was exposed to him, about a man in his, I think he's in his 70s, who is a pole vaulter. And he spends a lot of his day training, and then he and his family travel so he can go to track meets. I think that is so cool. So what Mark does with his business is he tells the stories of these people, because we do need examples of people doing these things. If we're going to change the way society talks about what it means to age, and if we are ourselves going to believe that it's possible to do these things, it's helpful if we have examples of somebody like me, somebody like yourself, who you go, yeah, I can do that because they did that. So I love this quote from his book. It says, we've been programmed to believe that when our skin begins to wrinkle, our dreams begin to die. It's a diagnosis that's self-confirmed with every gray hair and every ache and pain, and every time we lose or forget something. The moment we accept an idea as fact, the words and images that surround the notion become real and have the same power over us as truth. The negative stereotypes of aging are so deeply embedded in our national psyche that we've come to fear what can, in reality, be the best years of our lives. This also reminds me of something I recently read on an Instagram account. There's a person I follow. His name is Dr. Perry Nicholson, and his account is called Stop Chasing Pain. And he teaches workshops on movement, functional medicine, and the lymphatic system. And I love the content that he puts out because it is 
goes against some of the conventional wisdom. It challenges us to think about taking control of our own health. And he teaches people how to think differently about their health and how to actually take control of their health. So in a recent post, he said, don't let your health practitioner nocebo you and don't you do it either. What is a nocebo? A detrimental effect on health produced by psychological or psychosomatic factors, such as negative expectations of treatment or prognosis. You can think or talk yourself worse. And then in the next point on that post, he says, use the placebo effect, whatever you can. You can think and talk yourself better. We talk about this all the time on the podcast when it comes to sports and any goal that you have in life mindset is important and the words you tell yourself matter. We talk about that all the time. I've had a podcast on this. The words you tell yourself matter. Now, before I get a bunch of hate mail, I don't think that the doctor is saying that you can cure cancer with your mind. He's not suggesting that you avoid medical treatment in any way, but he is saying that the way you think about treatment and about pain and about your own abilities affects the outcome. Life is what you make it. And we are learning that the stereotypes and preconceived notions that we have about what it's like to age or what it means to have disease or to have cancer really affects how things go moving forward. Our expectations determine our reality. I know this is starting to sound like a huge cliche, but it's cliche for a reason and it's because it's true. Think about the last time you had to give a speech. If you expected to get nervous and stumble over your words, that's probably what happened. Your expectations drive your reality. Or if you're in sales and you're approaching a new prospect or a new contact, if you expect them to slam the door in your face, they probably will. But if you expect them to be open to your discussion, you know you have valuable information to share, you're really passionate about what you're talking about, you probably made a sale or started down the path where that is possible because you connected with somebody somebody in some way, but because you believed in yourself, you believed in a positive outcome, and that's what happened. From my own personal experience, I can relate to the idea that you weigh that the way you think about treatment affects your outcome. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, which was four years ago this month, I was extremely active and I had set a goal of qualifying for the USA Triathlon Nationals that summer. So you qualify that summer and then the following year you go to nationals. I didn't let my diagnosis stop my training. In fact, I trained harder and I even had so many weird situations like bike crashes and then a year later a concussion, but I didn't let that diagnosis affect me. I didn't let it affect my mindset. I had a goal and I didn't say, oh dang, I have cancer. Better curl up in a ball and cry now. Yes, I was upset, but I proceeded with my life expecting that things would turn out for the best. So I kept training and racing right up until the morning of my bilateral mastectomy. And because it's everyone's nature to Google, I did Google things. I did Google 
you know, my, my type of cancer and my treatment. And I was all into all that Googling, finding out more, seeing what all other questions that I needed to ask my doctors. But it sent me down a hole, a very dark hole of reading really depressing outcomes. And I didn't want to read about the negative things or the people who had the worst possible thing happen to them. I was determined to not be one of the people who thought their way into a poor quality of life. So when I didn't like the stories I saw, I went in search of stories from people who I thought were more representative of my lifestyle and my mindset. And I started asking around, looking for runners and triathletes, active people, positive people who had had cancer and beat it, went back to running, went back to racing. And I had friends who wanted to connect me with their friends who were survivors, but I was extremely protective about what I allowed into my mind because I needed to believe that I could run and train again. I needed to believe that I was going to survive and be here for my kids and my family. So I was very careful about the words that I let into my head. The words we tell ourselves, the way we frame a story, truly, it truly matters. Now, I am also not saying that pain and complications are not real because sometimes things just suck. But again, is what you do with the situation that determines the outcome and determines what your future quality of life will be. The same year, on the very same day of my mastectomy, there was a freshman girl from our high school, my daughter's friend, who had an accident involving the balance beam, a balance beam accident at gymnastics. And it left her paralyzed from the waist down. And there's currently not a treatment that will give her the ability to walk 100% under the power of her own legs. But this remarkable young lady has not ever given up. In her freshman year, she set a goal of walking across the stage at graduation. So she set almost immediately a four-year goal. Knowing that she was paralyzed, she knew she wanted to walk across that stage. And you know what? With the help of leg braces, she walked across the stage at graduation. She got a standing ovation from every single person in the stadium, and there was not a dry eye in the house. You might have seen the video of Anna on Good Morning America over the last couple of weeks. It's shown up on Facebook all over the place. She is an amazing young lady, a gifted photographer, a gifted videographer, She wants to become a motivational speaker, and I have no doubt that she will be a motivational speaker because she has an incredible mindset, and there's so much we could all learn from her. She has not let the paralysis define her. Because of her positive attitude and the support of her family and the community, she believed that she would walk across that stage. And because she didn't let anyone else dictate what it meant to be paralyzed, she did She did the work that it would take to make sure she walked across that stage on graduation day. She was involved, very involved in her high school. She learned to drive. She volunteers. She takes vacation with her vacations with her family where they hike and swim. Her mindset is phenomenal. No, her mindset did not heal her spine, but it definitely played a role in ensuring that she would have a full and rewarding 
life. Sometimes you can't change what happened, but you can change how you view it, view it and what you do with that situation to accept where you are and make sure that moving forward, you, you are living the best, fullest life that is possible. I really think that it is time that we examine some of the stereotypes we have about what it means to get older and what it means to be well. I know I personally do not want to be someone who is sitting on the sidelines while everyone else is out there having big, exciting lives. To wrap up, here's a couple of things I want you to think about. I like to challenge you to first, think about where you currently are in your life right now. What stereotypes do you have related to your current age, related to what you can and cannot do, related to what you're capable of? What things might be holding you back related to your beliefs about your physical abilities? I run into people all the time who think, oh, I'm too old to start running. I'm too old to start cycling. I've never been in a pool. I don't know how to swim. You are not too old. And even if you have aches and pains, I want you to think about where your attitudes come from related to those aches and pains. Is it something society told you? Is it something that came about because this is how you've watched people age? Is it something your doctor told you? Do you have limiting beliefs that affect what you are doing to try to feel stronger, to try to feel more mobile, to try to be active? Just look at your limiting beliefs, look at your perceptions and see if there's any place that you could maybe change your perception so that you can start to take some steps to move more and be more active. You have to believe that change is possible if you want to change the outcome. Next, I want you to think forward five to 10 years. Where do you see yourself? That picture that just popped into your head. Is that where you want to be headed? Is that where you always dreamed of going? What stereotypes about aging or your role in society play into your current behaviors around how you eat, sleep, socialize, or exercise? Throughout the next week, make an effort to notice any stereotypes that you have, any stereotypes that you hold related to how you want to live your life in 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now. Now, you know I'm big on journaling, so write these stereotypes down in your journal and take the time to explore them this week. Just see where it takes you. I would love it if you shared those stereotypes with me so that we could maybe start a conversation and figure out how to affect change together because I do think that we really need to change the way we think about what it's like to get older. The words you use, the way you frame your past, the way you think about your future, all of these things have a huge impact on your well-being. They affect whether you recover from setbacks, whether you bounce back from a surgery, whether you put forth the effort to make sure you will always have the highest quality of life possible. Thank you all for tuning in today. I want you to power up your performance in all areas of your life, and it all begins with the way you think. Let's work together to ensure that you have the most happy and healthy future so that we can slay what's next. Have a great week, everyone. 
Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.